everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode of Group Answers. My name is Chris Surratt. And over the next two weeks, I'm going to talk about what does it mean to have a small group and then give some tips on if you're launching your small group for the first time, what are some things that you can do to make sure that it's a success? This is going to be based on my new book called Leading Small Groups out from B&H Publishing. You can buy that now anywhere that you can get books. So I want to start with why do we have a small group? I mean, we need a reason to gather together in a home or a church building or wherever you find yourself in your small group. And there's a lot of good reasons to have a small group. I mean, we need friends. That's obviously important. We need to build community. Um, we need good food. Hopefully you're offering food in your, in your small group of some, some sort. But the ultimate reason why we should have a small group is to create disciples. I mean, if you look at the great commission that Jesus left us in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it's to go and make disciples of all the nations. If we're going to do that, then I don't know a better place to do it than in the context of community in a small group. So what does that look like? What does it look like to create disciples? I mean, we can we can look at things like people are attending, so we can count, obviously, that people are coming to, to small group, and that's good. We can see that relationships, hopefully, are happening within the small group, so the group is beginning to gel People are uh, maybe meeting outside of the group time, which is great. So there's all these things that we can look at, but how do we know truly that disciples are being made? Well, I look at it as a movement. Discipleship is a movement. So we should be, if we're becoming disciples, if we're growing in our faith, then we should be moving somewhere. And the first movement should be toward Jesus. I mean, if you look at the example of the first disciples, they were always moving where Jesus was going. They were moving toward him. And so as we look at the people in our small group, we want to see, are they becoming more like Christ? Are they beginning to display some of the attributes of Christ? Is some of the fruits of the Spirit becoming um, evident in their lives? And that means that they're becoming more like Christ. And so this is going to happen over time. It's not going to be overnight. We're not going to create a, a mature disciple you know, in one six-week semester or study. It's going to take time. It's going to maybe sometime take years. But you should look at, is there movement toward Christ? Are the people in our group growing to be more like Jesus in their everyday lives? Are they beginning to talk different? Is the language different? Are Some people will um, change their career because they decide they want to do something different uh, you know, in, in their new faith. And so are we seeing some of these changes? Are we seeing movement toward Christ? And then the second movement that we should be seeing out of our groups is movement toward one another. I mean, if you look in the New Testament, there's 59 examples of different one another's. The disciples were one anothering one another. The, the early church, they were taking care of one another's needs. They were loving one another. And so we want to look at our small group and are those one another's taking place in our groups? If there's a need that comes up, maybe somebody you know loses a job 
is are the the other members rallying around them, maybe helping them for a season until they can get back on their feet. You know, something as simple as if somebody in the group has a baby or are we forming some kind of a list to help them out with food or their basic needs or throwing them a baby shower. You know, if, if somebody is just going through a crisis, are we praying for them? Are we walking alongside them? Are we taking care of them? Are we shepherd, shepherding them, which is what we should be doing as group leaders and group members. And so over time, again, this is not going to happen overnight. So if you've just launched your small group, don't expect to see these right away. But if you can set the example, if you can start uh, taking care of the people in your group, and it starts with you as a leader, over time, you should see that happening just naturally, organically within the group and even outside of the group as you move to uh, serve the community around you. And it's not just about the group members. So you want to see movement toward one another. So take a look at your group. And over time, are they becoming more like Jesus? Are they displaying those fruits of the Spirit or those attributes of being a disciple? Are they reading their Bible? Are they praying? Are they giving? Are they serving? All of these things that we want to look for. And then also, are they taking care of one another? Is it uh, you know, something that we just attend? Is it just about doing a Bible study? Or is it more like a family where we're going to take care of our family? If there's something going wrong or there's something that we know we need to jump into, we're going to do that without question because that's a family member that's in need. And so that's the reason. That's the reason why we have a small group is that we want to create biblical community and we want to ultimately create disciples who are going to go out and create other disciples. And that's that multiplication key that we're going to talk about in another episode, because eventually we want the people in our groups to step out and start their own group so they can create another generation's generation of disciples. I mean, if you look at 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul describes generations of disciples, four generations just in that one verse. So if we're going to be discipled, we have to eventually be disciple makers. And that comes from discipling the people in our group and helping them go and disciple others by starting new groups. So I hope that helps. That's just, you know, we need a why. We need to know why we exist as a group. And it has to be to ultimately create disciples. Otherwise, what are we doing? Have you listened to the Ask Me Anything podcast with J.D. Greer and Matt Love recently? As a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network family, they've recently covered topics like, what do you do if you find out about sexual abuse situations? What is the greatest need in the American church? And is faith a gift of God? Just look up Ask Me Anything on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. Let's well, going to wrap it up for this bonus episode of Group Answers. Thanks so much for joining me and check out next week's podcast for a few more tips on how to better launch your small group.